Hi, everyone. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Catherine. And welcome to the Still in Motion podcast, episode two. All right, let's do this. Hopefully, we won't have to uh, re-record this episode like we did our first one, but that's okay. Moving they don't on. need to know that our first episode <laughs> was recorded like seven times. It's hard work doing this <laughs> podcast thing. Anyways, so Catherine, how was your week? Do anything fun? Uh, my week was very busy, but also kind of flew by, I think. It's, it's been one of those weeks where just a few mo- moments ago, I like looked at my phone to see what day it was. <laughs> it's like actually unsure if it was Wednesday or Friday for a second. But so. I feel like you also have some pretty big news. You got hired I, by that studio. I do have some big news. Yeah, I got a new job this week. Um, I'm very excited. Tell them how add... far away it is from you and yeah, how crazy you um, are. <laughs> the job is not really close by. It's in Connecticut and I live she in, New, lives York. in New York. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's important to mention. I don't live in Connecticut, so I'm going to be commuting out of state two days a week. But here's the catch. Um, so this is a photography studio, like portraits, things like that. I'll be working there as an assistant photographer. Um, and they have multiple locations, some of which are really close by where I live. So I might not always be commuting to Connecticut, but for now I will be. So I'll let you know how that goes as it <laughs> unfolds. Yeah. Um, but anyways, congratulations. Cause I remember thanks. we were talking about it as it was going, as it was happening with your interviews and all that stuff. And, uh, I hope it goes really well. You'll have to yeah, keep us me too. I'll, uh, updated I'll with keep how you it goes. Updated. Applying for jobs, the application process is one whole thing. But then I didn't realize because I most of the places I work aren't big, you know, companies with a lot of paperwork and such. But when you work for a real place, <laughs> there's a lot. Like even once you get the job, there are there's there are all these forms, all of these policy things to read and sign. Yeah, and then things related to taxes. I yeah it's been that's been a project this week but it's all done I filled out all the things so yeah very excited cool yeah and also actually I realized when you first told me Connecticut and you said it was an hour away from where you live I was like oh my gosh that's insane but actually before I moved last year I was driving an hour to dance place one way every day like five days a week sometimes six so it's actually i was like okay actually an hour isn't too too bad i guess it depends on if you like doing that or not or it just becomes part of your schedule well everywhere i work is at least 45 minutes away you know i when i take photos of some places for some places in brooklyn it's like an hour and a half or an hour and 20 minutes depending on how the trains are running and everything so this job's funny because it's out of state but the commute is actually not as far as some places i go in brooklyn (laughs) See, I think maybe that's the thing. Like the fact that you have to take public transportation everywhere, it just for me it would feel so much longer. Like even though I might drive for forty five minutes, as long as I'm not sitting in traffic the entire time, that to me is a totally different experience than having to sit on a train or a metro or you subway. Think it's, is it easier being in the car? For me, I think it's easier in the car. Like I like. Yeah. I like being able to just sit and relax when I'm, when I'm on public transportation, but it just feels like I'm going so much faster when it's my own car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it probably is so much faster most of the time. Yeah. And plus, you don't you don't have to deal with, like, all of the other people, you know? Being, like, packed and sandwiched into a train car is a whole different thing than being able to just sit in your own vehicle. That's listen true. Listen to whatever music, like, not on headphones. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Although yeah. sometimes I do wish I wasn't the one driving so I could take a nap or pay attention or not. Cause like sometimes, you know, okay, yeah. don't, don't tell my, Oh, well too late. <laughs> I was going to say, sometimes I choreograph while I drive, which is not great, but it would, I was like, a lot of times I'll think, Oh, it, this would be so much easier if I was not the one driving. So I could really focus on the choreography <laughs> or like, <laughs> really, or I should really just focus on the road. But um, anyways, yeah, moving on. What anything else going on with you this week? Um, or this past week? This past week. This past week, I mean, you can talk about this too. We've been doing a lot of things related to this podcast. Oh yeah. So like, we're actually recording basically this every night. Yeah. So we're releasing these first couple episodes in November, but we're recording this particular one the first weekend of October. So yeah, we've had a lot of meetings almost every night, either talking about the podcast description or figuring out the graphics or the structure and actually yeah so we've been talking a lot this week 
Yeah. It's been great. We've, like we had mentioned before, we did a practice episode for our very first one almost every night, and we still had to re record our opening episode when we did it, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was basically our week and my week. And yeah, we've been talking a lot. But what's what's new for you? How's your week been? A little crazy. I'm actually in Vermont right now. I'm sitting in ho- in a hotel with my laptop and microphone. Um, I'm at Middlebury College. I'm doing a photo shoot with the dance department this weekend. So it's going to be really fun. Oh, and I'm also yeah. going to be teaching a hip hop class tomorrow. Um, so I just got to Vermont today. It was really nice because I flew in in the morning and then the rest of the day I like stopped by the theater to check on the setup. But then I just kind of got to relax the rest of the day, which was really nice. But tomorrow and uh, Saturday and Sunday are going to be really busy. I'm shooting like almost nonstop from 10 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Wow. Yeah. So Long days. Yeah. Well, because each – it's really cool. Middlebury, because the school is so small, um, they are able to offer a photo shoot experience to any student that takes a dance class, even if they're not a dance major. They get to sign up for a 15-minute slot. So that's why it, there are so many. <laughs> um, so some of them are going to be dancers. Some of them are going to be just having taken a dance class this semester. I did this last year, and it was a really um, fun challenge to figure out everyone's strengths and how to highlight those. And some of them were, were really creative because they get to bring in their own costume. And uh, we have a white backdrop, or uh, we have white paper, and then three pro photo spe- um, strobes that they rented for me so oh cool yeah yeah i I was saying you didn't bring all of your own oh no 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 no, no. (laughs) but they have a budget for this so i we were talking ahead of time and so i sent them a list based on their budget i gave them a list of things i wanted to rent and so they got it for me and actually they set it up for me which was amazing because they have a whole tech crew of students so the professor who's in charge of it she's amazing she supervised them and the students set everything up. So I walked in with everything already set up for the most part. So I just had to like adjust things, which was amazing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't normally happen. You just walk in and everything is ready to go for you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel so important when I walk in and I get to use toys that I normally don't get to use. So yeah, it's a fun experience oh, for sure. Every school needs to have this. Like I went to Colby, which is also a very small school and we didn't have we should have done that that's very very cool yeah i think it's also a great way as a dance department i mean if you can do it to get people to come be part of your program or to take class the fact that they get access to these pictures is so cool even if they're not a dance major like which i realize if you're a bigger department it's hard to do so yeah yeah Um, but very small yeah but yeah so i'm here for the two days and then i fly back on monday and i literally go from the airport straight to the dance studio to teach my regular monday night classes so it's gonna be a long day a long four days i feel like you usually do that i always see that you're like coming from an airport straight to work (laughs) well i i had to do that last week too i was in tampa touring with um orange grove dance and i flew out of tampa sunday morning and then my roommate picked me up from the airport and drove me straight to dc to go teach because I was setting work on a student company. Um, but I don't, okay, I don't normally do that. Normally it's like I work in DC at Dance Place, like my office stuff, and then I'll go teach in the evenings. Normally it's not quite so crazy. I don't travel that much. It just happened to, it just happened that I was flying a lot these past three weeks, um, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, I think it's crazy how that happens. It's like you're in the same place for a long time and then it's boom, boom, one thing after the next, like traveling. Like I was in Toronto like a couple weeks ago, and now uh, next week I'm going up to Boston to work at Lion's Jaw Festival. So it's Ooh, just cool. like thing after thing. Yeah, well, and it's really kind of weird slash annoying how dance things always seem to happen on the same weekend or even the same day. Like there will be months of nothing really happening, and then all of a sudden I have three different companies saying, hey, we have a show this Saturday. Are you available to come take pictures? And then three other companies will say the same. I was like, do you not? I like, I, what? Yeah. <laughs> of all the weekends, why are we all using the same one? <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Well, yeah, that's really the big thing for my uh, my week. So 
today, the topic we wanted to talk about was our shooting styles and how they're different and how they're similar because we both use a lot of the same equipment and use the same software to edit for the most part. But I think our styles are very, very different. How we process the images and even how we go about taking the picture. So, Catherine, if you had to describe your style to someone, what would you say? Um, uh, man, this is a hard question because I think it really depends on like the kind of photography that I'm doing. Like, okay, well, if so, I'm trying like, so dance okay, specifically, because we're talking about dance photography. Okay. And we a can show, even... a dance show. Sure. How about, yeah, what's your style for a dance show? Not a dance photo shoot, but a dance show. Okay. Um, my number one priority is to document the colors, the lighting, all of that as close as possible to what it was to like the naked eye and actually viewing the work. So like not overly brightening things unless it was really bright. Um, trying to really replicate that, which can be hard to think back to what did this look like, especially when you're shooting it, you know, you're looking through the camera. So it's like, was this moment really this dark or was my camera underexposing it? How do people right. remember it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I try to do that. I think generally I like my photos to be, have like a soft-ish quality to them. Um, if they seem like grainy, I try to like soften that a bit. Not not so much that it's like blurry, but definitely more on the softer side of things. Um, and I, I like my photos to look, uh, this, this is a weird word to say for a flat photo, but like sort of three-dimensional, like to have a bit of a a pop to them, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but, but for shows, it's hard because again, it's like documenting what it looked like or how you remember it looking. That's the most important thing. I think there's less room, um, and maybe you feel differently about this, but for like putting your own artistry on the photo when you're trying to you know, create an image of something that was a performance, part of a performance. Mm. Do you have a preferred um, lens choice or like part, like where do you like to be in the house when you're shooting? Oh, yeah. So um, most of the places I shoot are very small theaters. So I actually, they're not even like proscenium, really. It's just like a, a big room with some risers. So I usually am in a corner like in front of the seats so like shoot, really close to the stage do you shoot during the shows always during the shows oh really yeah i i've never actually shot actually okay tomorrow i am shooting a tech wow it'll be my first time <laughs> okay that's a huge difference then because yeah. i i i don't refuse to shoot at shows but i i always push for being at a dress rehearsal like I hate shooting at a at, at an actual performance. I prefer to shoot during a live performance. Really? Why? Yeah, I just I feel like the energy is so much better. Actually, okay, I did shoot during one tech last year, and I don't know. They were starting and stopping a lot. There was really no energy. Um, I like couldn't tell if some dancers were wearing like leg warmers and things that they wouldn't normally be wearing. You know, it just felt like the the energy that happens during the actual performance with the audience, that like adrenaline, like you can sometimes capture that. Um, and, you know, a lot of times if the show's mostly improvised and stuff, you want to be there for the real, the actual thing. Okay, rebuttal. Um, <laughs> because I actually, actually, I didn't realize how strongly I feel about this until you were you were describing why you like a live performance. Um, well, but just to clarify, are you taking pictures during their tech or during their dress run? Because those are two different things. Uh, yeah, I, I, those are definitely two different things. But most of the places that I shoot uh, only have one thing, so it's like tech dress combined. But don't they ever like do a full run through at the end of their tech? Yeah. Again, I have only done this once before <laughs> <laughs> shooting a, a tech. And I don't even know. They went really like they went over time a lot and 
kept stopping during what I thought was the dress rehearsal, which should have been a straight run through, but like uh-huh. the lights weren't right. And so they kept stopping it and restarting. Okay. I just find the energy of the live performance is better. I guess I've never, maybe I should start shooting more text to see if I can compare it, but yeah. I love shooting during the actual show. Yeah. I think you just had a one really bad experience <laughs> and because, okay. So the reasons I don't like shooting during the actual performance is a, I'm not shooting with a mirrorless camera, so my camera is loud. Like, like you can hear the clicking, which I feel bad for the audience because unless it's a super loud piece of music, you're you're gonna hear it. And then because there's an audience, I can't move around as much or at all, so I'm stuck at the same perspective that wherever I started. Whereas during a dress rehearsal, I can move around as much as I want, and I feel like that's how I can really find the unique angles that make my imagery stand out compared to someone who was just like always front or always in the corner or always stuck in the back of the house. Um, and as far as like the energy goes, I think as in, I mean, whenever I've done it, the choreographer or director has always told the dancers, there will be a photographer here. So then they're always in full costume, they're in makeup and they know to go full out because they also want to look good in the pictures, you know? So I, so I think all yeah. the, all of your concerns in theory should not be concerns. Because they can, they should, you're performing. So you should be practicing how to perform anyways. So I would hope for a dress run, you're going full out regardless, unless there's like a special circumstance. I Uh, think at a lot of these small theaters I work for, it's, it's like you have one short amount of time in the space before the performance. And usually they're using that time to figure out like what lights they want, how close they want to be to the audience spacing uh and stuff like that. And then they don't have time to actually run it, but what they've set during their tech it really is a tech not a dress um Uh i haven't been at a lot of spaces or seen a lot of shows where i think the dancers or actors have had a chance to like fully just run the thing straight through like i actually okay i keep remembering as we're talking of times that i was at techs or dresses (laughs) and they never went well they're just i'm just thinking of more i was at one it was for a play and during their dress they didn't even get through the whole play I mean that definitely happened. They had to leave sometimes. the theater. The, their time in the theater was over. They didn't do the last like quarter of the play, and they were like, "We'll do it tomorrow opening night." Oh, so wow. I don't have photos of the end. That's crazy. If you're at the live show, the regular show, it's like you know that's not going to happen. Have you ever had audiences, audience members get mad at you during a show? No. No, I. Yeah, it hasn't happened. I I don't take photos during really quiet moments. Um, if there's someone just like sitting in a chair looking out for a long time, like maybe I'll take one photo, but I won't take a lot. But then you're missing so many moments. But they haven't moved because they're just sitting there. <laughs> no, but what if it's a quiet moment, but they're moving? You're going to miss so many moments. I mean, yes, but also like, uh, I think if you're shooting during a show, that's, you have to balance that. You have to balance how many photos can I get without distracting from the actual thing that's happening on the stage? Right. Okay. But okay. Question. And I I agree with you, but I'm just going to throw this out there because I think about this a lot. If you are being hired by the company to cap, to document the show, shouldn't it then, should that not be a higher priority than you annoying this audience member for a short period of this piece? Uh, I think no, because if I'm asked by a choreographer to come, I'm hired to come take photos during their show. I feel like usually in our email exchanges or phone calls, they ask me, is your camera really quiet? Will you be taking Mm -hmm. a lot of photos? Will the audience hear it? And my response is, I will document your performance in a way that doesn't distract from your choreography. I'm not going to be sliding around running to the back to the front snapping a ton of photos during a really quiet intimate moment like i think part of what i as a performance photographer try to do and the way i try to market myself is that i can document you know your your choreography maybe 85% of it you know not every single moment but the balance is that i can do it while you're performing so if mm. you if it's all improvised if you don't have a dress if you don't have a tech I've actually rarely been asked, I'm thinking back to like some of the um, bigger performances I've done recently and I've 
I was just asked to come to the show. Um, they didn't even mention a tech or a dress rehearsal. Huh. And I didn't bring it up because I was like, okay, sure. I'll come to your show. See, if they do that, I ask, is there a tech or is, is there a dress run that I can come to? Because I definitely prefer that because I've, <laughs> I've had off the top of my head two times maybe where I was taking pictures of a, a dance event and I had both times it was like an older lady turn around and be like, can you turn that off or can your camera get any quieter? And I'm already on like the quote unquote silent mode, but it's not silent. It's just, Oh, it's not silent. Quieter no. click. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of random uh, segue, but like I do want to eventually get a mirrorless camera, but even if I did get a mirrorless camera that didn't make any noise, I think I would still want to go to a dress rehearsal and not a performance because I, Okay, if you ever watch me taking pictures of a show, I'm on my belly, then I'm up, then I'm crawling, then I'm sliding with the, the dance. Like, I am moving all over the place to try and find what I think is the most unique perspective to capture. Um, so, like, and I could not do that for sure during a live performance, which I've done before, especially if it's, like, a site-specific work where they want to show the audience around them. But I just, I don't know, I really like being able to go wherever I want to go. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, if I'm shooting a live performance, that's not at all what I'm doing. Uh -huh. You know, I think that's an important distinction to make, too. Like, I'm not going to be sliding around, running back to the front, like getting unique perspectives. I'm basically how I get different perspectives is by like using different lenses and you feel cropping. Like... And do you change yeah. lenses during a show? Yeah. What lenses do you normally go to? Like, what are your go to lenses for a performance? I'll use uh, my 28 prime and then my 70 to 200. Okay. So those are pretty wide and then you can get pretty close. Yeah. Gotcha. And usually I'll, I'll kind of figure out, like I'll get a few wide shots at the beginning or something to kind of have that mostly back to the question of what's your aesthetic. I, I really like up close performance photos, um, even not even the full body, um, I think that's a way to kind of create some unique perspectives while being in one still spot against a wall in a corner. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think I, I'm really excited about because those perspectives you don't you can't really get from being in the audience, like seeing, you know, the sweat dripping down someone's face and like those facial expressions if they're far away. Um, so I like using photography as a way of showing what it would be like right next to the dancer while they're performing. Mm. Yeah. Oh, and also I think we should mention we both shoot with a full frame camera. Um, yes. Versus a crop sensor that just if you are familiar with cameras, that just means you have a wider field of view. Um, but yeah, I think I generally will shoot with my 24 to 70 because that lets me if I need to zoom out, I can zoom out. But if I need to get closer, I can still get a little bit closer without changing lenses because I'm always unless there's like a very clear, like they're just going to sit there or lie there for a while. I always, I, I feel like I never have enough time to change lenses. I, I would miss too many moments. And sometimes it's dark and you can't really see where your lens connect. Like you can't always see what you're doing. Um, so I will definitely like crop in later and post if I need to. But I think uh, my style is I'm really good at capturing action moments, like the, the peak of a jump or a twist in the air, those kinds of things. And then what I've, I try getting a little bit closer, but I find it hard when they're moving around so fast. So then I'll crop in a little bit if I need to later. But I think generally what I'm always looking for is like that, like peak moment, if that makes sense. I think it's important to also uh, just acknowledge that we shoot. I think the places that we shoot and the kind of shows that, we maybe do are really different like a lot of the theaters that i work for it's dance definitely but very like hybrid dance theater performance art sort of mm -hmm. experimental stuff i'll sometimes shoot a show where there are like no you know traditional dance moves in the sense of like any jumps or leaps it's like walking patterns or mm -hmm. sitting and sitting and moving like more theatrical moments a lot of times um, so that's also kind of shaped my performance style or my uh, performance photography style. Like if you have a dance where somebody is 
rolling on the floor, a durational thing that's going on for, you know, 30 minutes or something that's repetitive. Mm -hmm. um, I think this is kind of why I've been able to take a few photos, not disturb the audience, take a few more, switch lenses. A lot uh -huh. of the things um, don't have the same, like, uh, like tightly packed variety of uh, choreography, I guess. Mm -hmm. Thinking of, like, bigger, like, at Bates, some of the companies you were shooting, like, um, you don't want to miss any of those moments. It's That's kind of a different aesthetic than a lot of the performance that I've been shooting recently. Gotcha. Well, but I will say, though, like, we get, especially at Dance Place, where they program a really wide breadth of artists that come through. There are some that would, I would say are definitely more experimental, and there have been some where they're just, like, walking patterns or lying down. But for things where, especially if it's, like, lying like okay like rolling across the floor and taking forever like those kinds of things that's when i'm like okay i have so much time so how can i like run to this corner of the stage lie on my belly zoom really close in get a shot there and how can i go to the other side of the room super wide out like that for me that's when i go even crazier because i know how i have the time to do that like i get like my safety shot and i know i've gotten that moment so now i like i'll really go for it and sometimes if I know ahead of time that there's that kind of moment, I'll even ask the choreographer, hey, during this part, is it okay if I go on stage to get closer? You know, because it's a dress rehearsal, so I can get a really, really unique perspective that the audience will never, never see from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool. You're making me want to shoot some dress rehearsals. Yeah, you should. <laughs> I am a huge advocate for dress rehearsals, but <laughs> yeah, I understand why you would do perform like a live performance in your situation yeah um um i feel like i had another thought about that but oh okay wait I, so i have a bunch of thoughts about it <laughs> well going back to style a little bit so we talked a little bit about um how you act in the theater how you shoot what about when you're editing we both use lightroom is there anything that you do specifically yeah you know i'm pretty new to lightroom um so right now there ha there hasn't been like um a workflow that I've always been doing I guess I've been trying just a, a lot of different things. I don't know is is there a specific thing that you do or an a Lightroom aesthetic that you go for? Um I don't know if it's I don't know if I'd say Lightroom aesthetic. I feel like both of us when it comes to dance shows are very much like documentary so we try to keep it as true to what it was on stage or if we didn't capture it that way to make it look like what it was on stage or at least how we remember it so i think in that sense our style is similar um mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like i i don't know i'm trying to think i think maybe the one thing is like i prefer my images a little bit more like on the purple tint side than you sometimes i noticed that when we were at bates especially in like classroom yeah, settings. Yeah. I always liked it a little bit more tinted purple, whereas you were a little bit more green. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's definitely the interesting thing. That kind of goes out of the performance topic and more into like documenting. So at Bates, we, we spent most of our time, I would say, documenting the dance classes. Mm -hmm. um, so we're shooting with the same camera and most of the same lenses in the same spaces but then we would look at the photos on dropbox and like yeah they would look really different i think our color tint would be slightly different um i mean what else just so many things i i guess it really kind of uh highlighted for me how much the photographer is an artist you know and is mm -hmm. putting their own spin on the thing it's not like i can just hand the camera to someone else and they get the exact same photo. Um, there's a lot that we're doing both in the camera and then in post-processing to make the photos look the way they look. Mm -hmm. I don't have really have anything to add to that. Okay. And we're actually, <laughs> so we're trying to keep these episodes relatively short, but um, we haven't even touched photo shoots yet, which could potentially be a huge topic. So I think that should maybe be the next episode Well, let's or another episode. Let's, let's see if we can get through it. I'm just curious where it'll, and we can always do like a part okay. two if we really need to. But for photo shoots, how do you go about them? How do you go about doing them? I think you should start. How do you go about them? <laughs> What's your photo shoot aesthetic? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. You're asking me a lot of questions. <gasps> I'm going to ask you some questions. Well, well, <laughs> well, I'm asking you because 
there's a, a specific point I want to bring up that for, when I first found out about this difference, I was like, that is so crazy. <laughs> so for a photo shoot situation where it's a relatively controlled environment, you can pick location, you can, you're in, you can, you know, figure out the costumes and all that stuff. Um, I very much am a hands-on photographer in the sense where I will keep telling the dancer how to adjust their body or how, how to tweak things. Um, and as far as like aesthetic goes, I do most of my stuff in natural light. I really like on location photography, like going to a location and figuring out with the dancer how to find something really special and unique. Um, and I haven't, I've been wanting to bring my strobe on location, but that just means having to find someone to be there to do that. And I just haven't had time to find someone that knows how to do that yet. And I haven't had time to teach anyone how to do it. Um, so for the most part, I'm a natural light photographer when it comes to outdoor stuff. And then I'll... What's your go-to lens for Ooh, that's hard. photo shoots? I feel like a really popular popular look is this like 70 to 200 like really like zoomed in and compressed background look and I did that for a while and I've actually started to get tired of it because I feel like all the images I see on Instagram look that way so I've actually started experimenting more with my 16 to 35 millimeter and going super wide and like really distorting on what's around the dancer um mm. although when it comes if it's like a ballerina and you need clean lines then i'll compress it more because i don't want to distort their legs but if it's like a hip-hop dancer or a b-boy then i try to like we get really close up and have their arms and legs like distort a little bit i love that like larger than life look so i'm not really sure actually i switch around a lot when it comes mm. to that um but when i but when i shoot outside i definitely still try to do like keep the colors true even when i'm in post-processing so I'll like increase contrast. I'll increase my vibrancy a little bit. Um, but I don't usually do a lot to change the colors or anything like that in the image. Usually I'll okay. crop a little bit to change the composition of the shot maybe, but that's about it. But also I've seen your Instagram stories before and after where you've removed like every sign from the road oh okay well so yeah i'll take i'll go into photoshop and i'll remove things maybe that are distracting in the scene so yeah. okay so maybe documentary is not quite accurate that's true um but you're not gonna like change the color of what someone's wearing or like yeah ac okay so actually sorry now that i think about it sorry i do not i am not documentary I don't know if that's the right word. I, sorry, I mess around a lot. So actually, I have no idea. I don't. I think I'm still trying to find my style, to be honest, because I'll go to a shoot and I might like change the hue of the grass a little bit just to make it look more lush and green, you know, or I might change the tone of the sky a little bit. Like I will mess around with colors until I see something that I think looks good. And sometimes I got it perfect in camera and other times I have to work a little bit harder because I didn't quite do it right in camera. Um, but I really enjoy the challenge of using Photoshop and Lightroom to create an image that I think is special and unique. So, okay, so long story short, I have no idea what my editing style is. I, I think it, it changes so much depending on where I do it. Um, yeah, I really don't know, actually. I mean, I think that's what makes doing a photo shoot different than a performance is that you have the ability to change things a lot or a little you know jump off this box and then remove the box from under the person like all of that kind of stuff changing colors of things if i'm shooting a performance and they have pink lights i'm not going to remove that pink or change the color of anything because it's supposed to look the way it looked but with a photo shoot you kind of have that freedom right but i guess what i'm trying to say is like there are some dance photographers where when you see their work you know it is that photographer because it has such a clear unique way of looking and i don't think i found that for myself yet like i'm still experimenting i think that's what i mean yeah um yeah do you think you ultimately want to zero in on a specific style that's like oh that's jonathan sue because x y and z do you think that's useful i don't know i think from a marketing perspective that is definitely useful 
I think eventually that's going to happen to everyone. If you do it long enough, you'll find what you tend to like more. And your style will always change. But I do think just like when you dance, you have things that you always go back to because they feel good in your body. So I think photography is the same. Like you will like you will probably always go to that lens for that situation because, you know, that's the look you, that you like. Yeah. So yeah. I think eventually if you if we do this long enough that then yeah it will start to solidify more i think i'm just still in the process of figuring it out to see what i like yeah i mean i think it's important to i guess even if you start to have a specific style to still be really versatile and willing to take risks and try something that like might not be your style oh yeah for sure go to a place you wouldn't normally go not get like stagnant in it and just be like always, you know, churning out the same photo, new dancer. Yeah. But, you know, but also though, there are definitely ways to be creative and try new things, but still have a very unique stylistic look. Like I think of like Rachel Neville and she has Mm -hmm. a very, very clear aesthetic. Like when I see a pic, I will, I'll be on like the, um, what's it called? Like the discover page or whatever, where they like have things they think you'll like. And it'll be a random dancer, but I'll look at it like, oh, I think Rachel took that picture and I'll click on it. And yeah, she's in the credits, you know, because she's developed this style, but she changed the color. She adds props. She changes perspectives. She'll she's done some, you know, she'll use Photoshop to change whatever. And but it's still very clearly her image. And I'm like, I don't know. And I can't really put my hand on what exactly it is that makes it her image. But like, mm-hmm. you know, but it has that like it factor. And I just I haven't found that for myself yet. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, she's a perfect example of that because her photos do have a huge variation. But they do they are recognizable as a specific person. Yeah. I mean I will say her work. I think one thing is her lighting is always on point. And that's something that I'm still trying to learn more with off camera flash. Um but yeah. Anyways, enough about me. What about you? How would you describe your style when it okay. comes to photo shoots? So, photo shoots. I don't do a lot of them. Um, I guess it's important to say that the first... And you prefer so performances, first, right? Oh, yeah. Totally. 100%. Um, the first time that I did a dance photo shoot, um, it was actually two of my friends who were making a duet together and needed a photo to submit to whatever, wherever they were performing for like their website. So they asked me to just come to their rehearsal, but they didn't. So at first I was going to just kind of like take photos of their rehearsal, but the studio was really small and had like a bad wall that I didn't want to get. So we ended up kind of doing it more as a photo shoot. Um, But both of these dancers do a lot of improvisation. So we decided to just have, them kind of like stand together um in some different like proximities like you know directly in front of each other kind of next to each other and improvise and I was capturing it all so that's my kind of go-to way of doing photo shoots I'm much um more hands-off I guess I'll let them know or show them like samples on the camera of um like how how it's turning out why don't we try like slightly further apart maybe different levels like I'll give suggestions like that more of um like a score to follow but I rarely set like a specific move or um like go to a specific location and do that kind of thing but I I've also not done that many dance photo shoots so I would say I'm the same and that I don't have a specific style or way of doing things I'm like trying to get more into it uh experiment with some different things mm-hmm. yeah well i think when we were talking about it at Bates, when i heard that you had a more hands-off approach i was like that, that that's so opposite of what i do so not that i tell them exactly what to do like i will use improvisation as a way to figure out what they like to do maybe and what are things that we could build on but i will always, if i if they're improvising i'll always be like oh stop do that thing again stop do that but can you lift your elbow a little bit more like you know and i'll really i'll try and craft it more and even if the idea is terrible i found that afterwards i've always had dancers tell me oh i really enjoyed how you were more hands-on and you directed me because as someone that's also 
been like I've had pictures taken of me before. The I I hate it when the photographer just says, "Oh, do something." I'm like, "Oh, mm. like I don't know where to start." You know, so I think giving direction just helps the dancer feel like a you know what you're doing, but b it mm-hmm. we're, we're always like even in rehearsal, you're told what to do in class, you're told how to do something. And so when you're all of a sudden you're put in this new environment where you have a thing pointed at you and you're going to be recorded on that, you know, in that thing, just saying, do something. Some dancers can, you know, like they have that incredible jump, they have that, whatever it is, and it just comes out well. And I think even that is like a, a practiced thing, but a lot of times initially it can feel very awkward. So I think, yeah. And yeah. And I think too, again, it completely depends on the dancers you're working with. Right. Um, Like I happened to sort of develop this way of working with two dancers who don't like being told what to do, um, (laughs) are mainly improvisers. Their entire process was based on improvisation. And I think they wanted photos that almost looked like performance photo type thing, not like a still jump or something, Mm -hmm. something like more posed, but just falling, twisting, interweaving motion. Mm -hmm. Um, So asking them to improvise the whole time was, uh, helpful in that setting but also um i find it really useful to just show the people i'm taking photos of like lots of samples on the back of my camera Mm -hmm. you know this is how it's looking what do you think what do you want to try differently um so that it's not a surprise to them at the end like oh we look so weird this way why didn't you tell us um it's really them kind of critiquing it as they go and um I mean, I'm not like completely hands off, like, oh, I'll just sit here and shoot in the corner and you do whatever you want. I'll definitely, um, you know, give some directives to make the photos look uh, how, I don't know, good or different than they're looking. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring some ideas in, you know. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I, I like the aesthetic of like more of the performance photography sort of aesthetic. Um of not just a, something that looks like it was maybe a pose or something planned, but that moment that you couldn't recreate. How did we even get there? How did we create that? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 I'm not sure if I prefer photo shoots or performances more. I definitely get asked to do more performances, but like at least on social media, like photo shoot images do so much better on Instagram as far as like engagement so and it's just like i don't know it's a it's a different challenge i love like that aha moment when you like you caught the sun just right or you found that like perfect little you know nook by the river or whatever so i don't know i think it they're both very different and they're both really fun great well on that note (laughs) (laughs) um they're both different and they're both fun yeah um okay well we're actually coming to the end so we're trying to keep these not too too long so let's end this with our discovery of the week so this is something that we found throughout the week it can be photography related or not or dance or not but just something that was an aha something that was an aha wow i can't talk something that was an aha aha moment moment. yeah i still didn't say it right but um Okay, do you want to go first? <laughs> sure. So uh, mine is, so like I said, I'm at Middlebury College. And last year they had the white paper, but I found after like the fourth person, it got so dirty. It took me forever to Photoshop those like sweat stains off the white paper. Um, and then out in one of the Facebook groups I'm in, actually someone was saying they use this clear vinyl on top of the paper. So I'm trying it out for the first time actually this weekend. So hopefully it goes well. But we we laid it out today. We stretched it. I tested it. It looks good. But it's um, you can get it from online fabric store, and it's a 10 gauge clear vinyl, and basically you just stretch it out as best you can, and it creates a reflective surface almost. So a, it's gonna hopefully, so the paper will won't uh get dirty, but then also it'll make the bottom look more reflective. Yeah. That sounds cool. That um, reminded me of um, performance photography aesthetic. I love floor reflections. Oh, cool. I usually don't think about that. That's my favorite thing to do. Like reflecting off the Marley? Yeah. Huh. If it's black Marley, it looks awesome. Oh, cool. Um, 
you can usually only get it if the dancer's like on the ground, either lying down or like hands and knees, like crouched down, but looks really cool. Um, okay, so I have, I'm trying to decide three. Okay, here's the one. Before we recorded this, I took like 30 minutes to think of a discovery of the week. <laughs> and I'm picking one right now, and here it is. Um, so last Friday, I was um, at an organization doing staff photos for them, um, and we were doing photos at like a bunch of different locations just around the block of the venue. Um, and a lot of the people really wanted to take their photo in front of this like wall, like painted wall. Um, it's really bright, really colorful. It was cool. But there was a tree there that was adding a lot of like dappled light. So, you know, in that kind of situation, I get someone to hold the reflector to like create some shade, whatnot. So, you know, I have my camera with the 70 to 200 lens and then another person holding the reflector. And someone bikes by and stops and he was like, hey, um, are you a photographer? <laughs> Which is always a funny first question in that situation. But I was like, yeah. He was like, I'm an actor and I'm looking for someone to do headshots. Um, do you have a card? So I was like, yeah. And I'm taking photos for him this weekend. So I think my my discovery of the week was like, number one, always have business cards in your pocket. I don't have business cards. And, I okay, need to. Get some business cards. <laughs> um. So that's that's one. But then also um, just like remembering that when you're outside taking photos, whether it's a photo shoot or whatnot, um, you you look like it draws attention when you're, you know, holding reflectors and stuff. And like you can use that to your advantage. Mm, that's a good one. Um, I've I've definitely that's not the first time that's happened where someone stopped me in those moments and been like, oh, can I we should book a session. Um so yeah, like marketing online is important, but also just being around and friendly. <laughs> Good reminder. Yeah. Oh, really random, kind of related. I just, there was this ad on Facebook for this new, like, it's a business card, but it uses um, like uh, the QR code tech or uh, NFC technology. So you have the business card, hmm. but when people ask you for it, you just hold the card up to their phone and it will give them all of your contact information. Like directly to their phone which i thought was an interesting cool. so you just idea you just have one card I and then they scan i it. think so which i think for business cards it's kind of nice that they get a physical thing but it's also kind of nice that like oh yeah here swipe and then now you can go straight to my instagram without having to like me yeah, type it into yeah. your phone so there are pros and cons to both so it was just like a, a, a yeah. cool interesting thing i saw on facebook um yeah oh also i just want to clarify just because I, I said where I'm doing this photo shoot. I did a lot of research about this vinyl. It's not that I'm just like, oh, let's try it. And like, hopefully it works. Like I did research. I was asking on Facebook for advice. We tested it today for like 30 minutes. I did some test shots. So just to clarify, you should always do your research and know that it's going to work before you do it. <laughs> so, so I just want to point that out. because I uh, Yeah. Um, but also like take risks. And if it doesn't work, you can pull it up, right? Yeah, if it doesn't work, it's an easy thing like to take out. Someone's yeah, yeah, and I, I yeah. well, and I think sorry, I know we're out of time, but quick story about taking risks. So last year, when they asked me to come for the first time, I had never used paper before. As like I, I had done like photo shoots just on Marley with a strobe, or I have a fabric backdrop, but I had never used paper before. And so when they said, we're going to, um, you know, we're going to rent this, this and this, and we have white paper, I was like, oh, crap. Like, because I've heard paper yeah. is really different to work with and hard to work with sometimes. Um, so I did a ton of research and I I wanted to like buy paper and test it, but I just didn't get a chance to because I didn't have the right space for that. But I had a phone conversation with my friend that like had used it before and all this stuff. So then when we got into the space... I felt prepared enough. So I think, yeah, like I think for freelancers, it's always this balance of like, when you get asked to do a new thing, say yes, but then make sure you're prepared to succeed at that new task and not just hope it goes well. Yeah. Yeah. Just because it's the first time you're doing it doesn't mean that you like have the excuse to not know what you're doing. Right. I guess. Like there's still a lot of online resources and you can test things you know i've taken so many like headshots of like 
plants in my room <laughs> and like tried different things with like you know stuffed Wait, animals and pillows you know like I want to feel like I've done it before if you're yeah. going to a place that you've never shot before um yeah like it's there's a lot you can learn before you start doing the work yeah and also i think because last year it went so well i felt comfortable trying this new thing and even today when we were there after we had laid it out and i took a test shot the professor there that was helping she came over she was kind of worried like is this going to work and i showed her the image and she was like whoa that looks awesome you know so now we're all really excited for this um so yeah you know things happen and then you adapt and hopefully it goes well yeah usually i think the photographers the most harsh critic of the work i've always like oh yeah you take a sure. photo you're like oh uh maybe it's good then you show it to the person they're like that's amazing <laughs> so that's good but uh we need to wrap this yeah. up okay so uh we have an instagram still in motion podcast where you can follow us and talk to us all that or email us at still in motion podcast at gmail.com leave us any feedback topics you want us to talk about all that good stuff you should also check out our personal Instagram pages. Jonathan's is JSU Media, J H S U Media, and mine is Catherine.Butler, K A T H R Y N. Butler. We have, we have such weird um, spellings for both of ours. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, we want to give a special thanks to Shannon McConnell, who composed the music for our podcast, and to Amanda Blythe, who designed the logo for our podcast. And that's all for today. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. That actually was pretty good. We did a yeah, good job. We went a little long, but. But actually, it's only like 50 minutes. It's pretty concise. We got into some pretty like heated <laughs> discussion. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I... Which is good. That's good. Nobody wants to listen to like, yeah, I do that. I do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. I like it. I also like it. <laughs> yeah, no, it was definitely good. <laughs>